man. It's real nice outside today. Looking around, taking my doctor's advice. Stretching my back out a little bit by taking a short walk. Not fifteen minutes. My name is Phil. Here we sit, Phil. Hey everybody, it's Phil. I'm outside finishing up this little walk, like I said. Just a short one. Stretching out my back some, like the doctor told me to do. Soon be taking some advantage of a chiropractor. Maybe that'll fix what's going on in there. But that's not the biggest deal. It's spring. That's what we're talking about for a bit now. It's warm. Sun is shining. And crazily enough, I'm beginning to stockpile episodes. Trying not to get run over by a car. Like I said, I'm taking a short five minute walk. Maybe ten. But to make a long story short, I'm stockpiling episodes. This one is being recorded on April 4th. So, by the time you hear this, it'll be, oh, I don't know, good three weeks, four weeks from this coming Saturday. To give you an idea, probably be maybe even somewhere in May. It's possible. Very possible at times this one shows up. But just to make it perfectly clear. Feels good to be outside, you know? It really does. As some would say, as a sidebar, anyone who is more than capable of stepping out of their house, taking a walk down the street, smelling the fresh air, I would strongly, strongly advise doing so. It'd be a good idea. I know for myself. down so long because I just physically couldn't really do too much. It's a nice sort of break from the reality of the world. I have whatever slight discomfort that I have.
I forgot to talk about this little subject, so I'm going to sort of cut and splice it in. Turns out that my theory about WWE being sold, well, it's happening. Endeavor is taking over WWE and merging it with the UFC to create this gigantic conglomerate, which has a worth of about $21 billion. Looks like everybody wins there, except maybe us, unless they can figure a way to create some sort of gigantic streaming network that has both UFC and WWE. If not, all of us spoiled WWE fans are going to be really disheartened if you have to go back to pay-per-view. And now, the main event. Ding, ding, ding. It's the main event. Well, if you heard that little music that just went by, it's because I need to let everybody know that some time has definitely passed. Significant amount of time. Yes. I said that I was going to take a short little 10-15 minute walk and then come back and uh, finish the show. Well, turns out that that 10-15 minute walk kind of took it out of me. So instead of it being April 4th when I was taking my walk, it's now April 5th. What can I tell you? The back just wouldn't cooperate quite as well as I hoped that it would. So now I've not only changed the day that I'm finishing the episode, but I'm also changing the date that the episode's going to come out. Heck, since I'm doing it this week, I might as well release this episode this week. So this episode is going to actually come out on April 15th where I had another one previously scheduled to come out April 15th. That one's now going to come out at the end of the month, April 29th. But it's going to be a story episode, story 23. That's what was supposed to come out this week, but now it's going to be this one. (laughs) Um, I'm going to title this thing right here, right now. Um, Let's see. I did a Just Talking episode last week, and, well, I'm just going to kind of be just talking this time. However, however, I started off by walking and then talking. So there we go. That's what it'll be. Walking and then talking. This actually kind of works out a little better anyway, because turns out there's a lot of more interesting things to happen this week. And it's kind of cool to actually kind of comment on those things. And so... Here we go. We're going to kind of talk about some of that stuff that happened. I think it was a pretty cool week. Now, if you're a wrestling fan in particular, it would be a very cool week. Um, WrestleMania was on April 1st and April 2nd, both days. I have to admit it was a very good WrestleMania. I was highly entertained by most of the matches. It was a good show overall. Now, I would have to highlight three matches in particular, not to bore those people who are not wrestling fans, but I would also kind of recommend to those people who aren't wrestling fans 
that if you watch these three matches, it could actually maybe uh, maybe sway you in that direction to at least watch from time to time. Or at least when you see any of these individuals step into the ring. It's a good thing to watch. Um, first individuals that I want to talk about are three guys who can only be described as men. 100%. That's the only thing I can use to describe these guys. They are men. Uh, and true, when it comes right down to it, a lot of the guys who have been in professional wrestling in the last, I'm going to say, 10, 15 years or so, certainly would be on the smaller side. And some traditional fans, especially WWE fans, from the past would look at these guys and almost be like, wait a minute, what's going on here? They kind of look really, really small. You know, granted, you have the guy like Rey Mysterio Jr. who showed up and had an outstanding career throughout his time. And then you can see a guy like um, Eddie Guerrero, who just did fantastic things, weighing a little less than 240 pounds, so like about 230 pounds. And, of course, Shawn Michaels, who's also in that 230-pound range. But, of course, the average wrestling fan from the 80s, 90s is thinking about guys like Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, you know, Andre the Giant, King Kong Bundy. They used to call WWE the Land of the Giants. And truly, that's what you were looking at. Guys who are 6'4", 6'10". 330 pounds or more, 500 pounds in some cases, just monsters. But in today's WWE, a lot of the stars are under 230 pounds, smaller guys. But the guys that I'm about to talk to you about can only be described as just brutes, big, burly brutes, men, monsters. All three of these guys in this triple threat match for the Intercontinental title. They, the shortest one is maybe 6'4", tallest 6'6". Six, six. I mean, it was Gunther, the Intercontinental Champion. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, that's right. It's Gunther. Yep. He at one time was called Walter. And then they changed his name some time ago to Gunther. And right now he's the Intercontinental Champion. And he wrestled Drew McIntyre, who's a good six foot six, two hundred and seventy five pounds, and then uh, Sheamus, six foot four, six foot five, something in that neighborhood, two hundred and seventy pounds himself. And these fellas, all European guys, McIntyre from Scotland, Sheamus from Ireland, and Gunther from Austria. They wrestle a different style than the average American guy might do. Some would call it stiff. Very, very stiff. In other words, we're not talking about really going out there and maliciously trying to kill each other, but they really went out there and maliciously tried to kill each other. Some of their shots that they gave, the chops and some of the blows... Man, they were seriously hard, and you could see their chests turning red, and, and bright red. At the end of the match, all three of the guys looked like their chests only could be described as hamburger meat. 
they really took a pounding on each other. And they just beat each other to no end. Um, turns out the Intercontinental Champion defended. And boy, he earned it. <laughs> he absolutely earned it. Those guys beat each other to no end. And wow, it was just... I forgot to include spoiler alert, but here it is now. I just said, Gunther, the Intercontinental Champion... Just got beat to heck, and all those guys, Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, all got beat up pretty good physically, and boy, that was as entertaining a match as I've seen in a long time. It really made for a great show. It really did. And this one came out on night two. So if you were to go on Peacock, just like all the other matches I'm going to describe, they're all in night two. Don't get me wrong, Night 1 had some outstanding matches as well. But these ones that I'm talking about specifically are from Night 2. Should have prefaced that as well. The next one I want to talk about is the ladies. The women's championship for Raw. Now, that match is extremely important personally to me because it turns out that my daughter Maggie, who you've heard on her podcast that we did together, is a wrestling fan herself, and her favorite wrestler happens to be the WWE Raw Women's Champion, um, Bianca Belair. And I can tell you right now, from watching wrestling for years, she's one of the best wrestlers I've seen. Period. Not just saying it that she's going to be like one of the best women's wrestlers I've ever seen. No. I really believe that she is one of the best pure overall wrestlers I've seen. She has a lot of physical attributes that make her incredible. She's really flexible because she has a lot of... She's really flexible. She used to be a runner in college for the University of Tennessee, for those of you who don't know. So she's really, really fast and agile. She's incredibly strong because she also did powerlifting in her time, not just weightlifting, but she was a power lifter. She did some serious exercises in order for just overall strength. And there are times where you see her use power displays that that are really impressive. They really are. But not to sing her praises all the way, although I could talk the entire podcast simply about Bianca Belair. Her opponent, Asuka, whew, boy, a Japanese wrestler who is extremely talented. She is what some would call a shooter. She is um, a martial artist, very adept in submissions, and boy, she is as good as they come. She really, really is. And she's extremely talented herself. She's won pretty much everything you can possibly win in WWE. I believe she would be a Grand Slam champion. Yeah, she is. She won the NXT championship. She's been both Raw and SmackDown champion. And she was tag team champion. Yeah, she's she's Grand Slam. Not to mention she won my favorite gimmick match, the Money in the Bank. So she was a Miss Money in the Bank. And she also won the Royal Rumble. Not just any Royal Rumble. She won the Royal Rumble here in Philadelphia. Can't be better than that, right? She's done a lot. So these are two really talented wrestlers who were in the ring. And they put on another good performance. 
once again, spoiler alert, my daughter was extremely pleased. Bianca Belair won again. Now, to give you a description of just how many times Bianca Belair has been allowed to pull this thing off, last three WrestleManias, Bianca has, in fact, won. And my personal preference, I believe that her matches at WrestleMania may have been easily top two each time. And I would say her first one may have been actually probably the best match of the night. But seriously, I think that each WrestleMania for the last three years, she has had a, one of the best two matches on the entire show. She's incredible. She's a main eventer, and she will be until she decides not to be. Um, final match that I want to talk about, so I don't bore everybody who's not a wrestling fan, is the undisputed WWE Universal Championship held by Roman Reigns. Now, if you've been following wrestling the last year, you know that Cody Rhodes, who at one time was, well, let's start with that one time was. He is the son of Dusty Rhodes, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, who passed back in 2016. Then Cody was really not given really much of a, a good role in WWE, but he did his very best, and he looked as good as you possibly could with this with the work that he was given. Then he got tired of it, and he essentially bet on himself. He left a guaranteed contract with a lot of money to go wrestle around the world in independence and in Japan, making a very good name for himself, where he eventually did. Then he helped that startup company, AEW, and... Boy, he still just, he did what he had to do. His matches were the best matches that the AEW company had while he was there. He then went to go challenge Roman Reigns for that undisputed title. Now, Roman Reigns has been champion for a stupid amount of time. And for me personally, it's about time for a champion to have the title that long. Because it seemed to me that over the last 20 years or so, they just sort of traded the belt back and forth to whoever wanted it at the time. It was kind of a hot potato. You just sort of passed it around the locker room and then it stopped on somebody. But back in the early 80s and the 70s when they had other guys like Hulk Hogan and Bruno San Martino, Pedro Morales, and Bob Backlund, and why did I name those fellas specifically? Because they had super long reigns. We're talking four, five, eight-year reigns. And to make a long story short, those guys are the only four guys who have held the world title longer than Roman Reigns. Yeah, one more time. You may not be, if you're not an avid wrestling fan, you may not be familiar with Pedro Morales or even Bob Backlund, but pretty sure most people know who... Bruno San Martino is, and if you don't, you definitely know who Hulk Hogan is. So, to make a long story short again, Roman Reigns lives in very rare air as far as pro wrestling goes. Not even his cousins, Yokozuna or The Rock, who were world champion, held the title as long as he did. Something to think about. But, to make matters interesting, 
they had their match, and it was really good. Turns out that most wrestling fans, and I'm going to say most wrestling fans, were disappointed. There's a small group like myself who was not disappointed in the outcome. Roman Reigns defended the title, and I think he had to defend the title. He did. Granted, Cody was getting a lot of momentum, and everybody wanted to see the title change. Not me, personally, but that's where it was at. Because in wrestling, you have to ask yourself this question. What do you do next? Especially when it comes to the title. If Cody had won, who does Cody then challenge for the title? Would he go to Bobby Lashley? He's a good guy, just like Cody. He's probably not going to want to do that. The best wrestling uh, storylines are when you have bad guy, bad guy, not bad guy, good guy. I mean, you need to have, rather not, not wrong. The best storylines are good guy, bad guy, not good guy, good guy, or bad guy, bad guy. You want to have one guy on one side, one guy on the other. And realistically for Cody, there wouldn't be anyone for him to really wrestle that's on the bad guy side. That would be as big a match as it would with Roman Reigns. So I think that Maybe they have a little bit of a series together where Roman and Cody go at it a few more times. And again, I still think that Cody should not win. Roman should still be champion all the way up until, dare I say, WrestleMania 40 at Philadelphia. I think that that's where Roman should drop it. Not a second before. He should hold it for another whole year. Now, of course, if I was booking and I wanted Cody to win... What I would have done is let Gunther lose the Intercontinental title, so then he would be free of the Intercontinental Championship, because he is a bad guy. So now you would have the bad guy, who could then chase after Cody, and maybe they could trade the belt back and forth for a little while. That's just the way I would think of it. But that's where, my, where I stand on WrestleMania, which happened this week. Pretty cool thing, you know? Um, also, I don't like to get too political, and I'm not going to get overly political, because I'll let you know that my politics, I'm an independent, so I'm not going to go lean to either the left or to the right. I'm very balanced. I personally recognize that even as an independent, that most of the time, the independent candidate doesn't have a strong backing either way most likely they're not going to win. They're really not a lot of times, and it's kind of sad, but there's just not enough behind them, even though there's plenty of independents out there who, if you did get behind one of those candidates, you could, in fact, take some votes away from a Republican or Democrat, but that's too much into it. Having said that, I'm very neutral as far as who I vote for. I'll vote for a Republican if I think that what they say makes more sense than what the Democrat says. Or vice versa. If I think the Democrat is making more sense this time than the Republican, I'll go that way. Having said that, I'm very neutral on this crazy issue that has happened this week. For the first time in forever. <laughs> there you go, Aurora. As I know she really likes uh, Frozen. Turns out that 
an American president has been indicted and charged with a crime. Never happened before. Never happened before. Um, turns out that Donald Trump was in fact indicted for what was called hush money that may have played a role in his can not candidacy his victory in uh 2016 well i don't know if he did it i don't care if he did it as an independent like i said looking at it from the outside in it just seems to me that it's sort of a political game because as anyone knows it's, it's 2023 right now and the next presidential election is next year in 2024 now the timing of this whole thing just seems to be ultra convenient because the indictment was yesterday april 3rd 2023 and the trial isn't going to happen until sometime in December. Now, just me thinking about it out loud, like I said, looking from the outside in, if you're a Democrat and you're a little nervous about having Trump run, it just seems like some of the people out there, particularly the independents and maybe some Republicans who are looking at something else, might not sway in his direction just because of the fact that he has a guilty plea to 34 felonies. I mean, I don't know. They could have done this almost immediately after he got done. I don't know. But who wins in this deal? Well, I don't know. I don't know because now you have the field of Republicans, which is going to maybe be able to take advantage of that. And clearly, the Democrats are going to have an advantage towards it as well. So, I clearly, the move was political, in my opinion. It really was. It was just an opportunity to take a shot at a guy that some people didn't really want to be in office. Now, to me, I don't care either way. I have the candidates that I'm kind of looking for in my mind who I'm going to vote for. And truly, I wasn't going to vote for Donald Trump. Although I have. I'm not going to lie about that. Because like I said, I'm an independent. And heck, I voted for Donald Trump. And I also voted for Bill Clinton. <laughs> so like I said, I'll vote for either side. Whichever side I think is going to be more important or do the best for the country at the time. Um, but it just seems a little too convenient that it happened at a point where if the trial begins in December, right around the really, really, really heavy election cycle starting to begin where people are starting to... There's already been plenty of people declaring already but at this point in time, some serious campaigning is going to go down. And it might put them a little bit of a disadvantage. Or, or it could actually work the other way. 
people might say that it's a witch hunt and they may actually vote for him anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to be a very interesting situation one way or the other, I believe. Finally this week, it's coming up on Easter. This Sunday is going to be Easter. Now granted, there is multiple ways to look at Easter. I prefer, just like I did during Christmas, to truly look at the reason for the season. The crucifixion of Jesus. And I'm going to say... Whether you believe in Jesus or not, history will say that sometime around 30 to 33 AD, a young Jewish guy was tried by Pontius Pilate, found innocent, tried again by the Pharisees and they decided to execute him. This is fact. Whether or not you believe that he rose from the grave that's on you. I personally believe that he did. Now on a fun note I believe you've known that I've said so in one of my fact or fiction episodes that when I was a kid, I was undefeated in Easter egg hunts. That too is very true. I was in eight Easter egg hunts throughout my Easter egg hunting career as a kid. And I was eight and oh. Undefeated. Retired. Undefeated. There are many things in my life that I find that are worthy of me being proud of. And I think that being a good Easter egg hunter actually has helped me throughout my life, as funny as it may sound. Because quite often, if somebody misplaces something in my house, or even at work or other places, I'm able to find it because I have that sort of hunting skill. I don't really lose things that much because I'm, I find them. Of course, there's a time that you don't find every Easter egg and or you don't find everything you lose, but more often than not, I'm able to seek it out and find it and feel good about it. Works that way quite frequently. And, well, this Easter season is coming up soon again. And for those who celebrate Easter, I hope you enjoy your time with your family and enjoy the food. <laughs> and, of course, if you're the kids, it seems like some of the best candy comes out during Easter. I don't care what anybody says. Call me insane. I'm a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup fan. I've been a Reese's fan my entire life. And... I know all the seasons that go by, Reese's has come up with a special sort of peanut butter item. Usually for Christmas they have the trees. They have pumpkins around Thanksgiving, hearts around Valentine's Day. 
and then my and even they came up with two other ones and these other two which are one and the same they're my favorites and the most of all my favorite is the egg because the peanut butter to chocolate ratio is just better there's just a little more peanut butter in the egg and it just to me it's the best one they ever made and on a side note they decided to make footballs a couple of years ago and thanks to them they just sort of took one of the peanut butter eggs flipped it upside down and kind of made laces on the egg so it looks like a football but it's still the egg so you still have the same good peanut butter ratio <laughs> it's a win it's a big time win I love every bit about those things but once again I'm going to say everybody out there who celebrates Easter have a great Easter and if you don't well, have a good weekend. My name is Phil. The main event is over. Ringing the bell. Ding, ding, ding. Well, it's time for the Spear of the Week. This week, the Spear of the Week happens to be a creature. Some sort of wasp or horned or yellow jacket or something like that. That's going to take the Spear of the Week. I know it's kind of small and it's going to be hard to really get my shoulder directly in its gut to, to give it a good spear. But for sure, it's whatever hornet there is. Because when I came back in for my walk, well, let's start over slightly. When I went out to my walk, I saw a little hole in the ground and some sort of hornet or wasp or yellow jacket flew inside the hole. And I knew that that thing was creating a little bit of a nest. And so what I did was I hurried up and I um, covered it up real quick. Came back from my walk and those critters decided to dig themselves out. So they weren't very happy with me. Fortunately, they decided not to sting me because the one that went in the hole didn't know that I'm the one who buried them in there. But... In general, I'm not a big fan of the hornets or the wasps, so without question, the Spear of the Week is going to be whatever that thing was that's now coming out of that hole. Horrible. Well, I'm going to call this show over for the most part. Um... There is something I forgot about, so I'll mention that right now. Turns out that baseball season is, for lack of a better term, in full swing, right? And the Philadelphia Phillies hadn't won a game yet. Till yesterday, when they played my boys, the New York Yankees, the evil empire came to Philadelphia to try to just wipe them out again. And, well... <laughs> Unfortunately, the Yankees decided to cough up that first loss. Well, not their first loss, but that first win for the Phillies. Eh, that leaves yet another bitter taste so I'm out about sports. But at least the Sixers beat the Celtics, right? Because for some reason I have followed the Sixers. And I think that they're going to go on to have a good playoff season. But now the Yankees just, I don't know. Well, it's a true example of you can't win them all. Well, 
what you can win is being a part of our Facebook group. Join us. The LIP Facebook group is always looking to expand. Please take advantage of us. Become part of the group. Join. Be one with the LIP Facebook group. Call yourself a member of an exclusive club that has a handful of members at the moment, but you know, it's a few, it's a proud, it's strong, it's mighty. Join us. But you can find me on, of course, Twitter at PissedPhil, two L's, at PissedPhil. Instagram, Philip Henderson 5102. And as of late, I've been putting some interesting stuff out there on my um, YouTube page. Turns out that I'm not going totally viral, but man... When you have maybe less views than you can put on both hands to then jumping up to almost 10,000, that's a pretty nice jump, I would say. Over a time period of several months, I said I had very few views, but it just sort of caught on. And I went from a couple to almost 10,000 in a weekend. Thank you, WrestleMania. Thank you, Squirrel in My Backyard. All that kind of helped out. And I certainly would say, go ahead, have a look at some of that stuff. I think it's pretty fun. But on that note, it's time to give you some words of wisdom, as I always like to leave you with. Sometimes you talk to people, and it just seems that no matter what you do, They just don't quite get it. And you wonder, what's going on with them? What are they thinking, right? You can pretty much look at that person in the eye and say, you know, reading your mind is like opening a fortune cookie that has a blank slip of paper in it. One more time. Reading your mind is like opening up a fortune cookie that has a blank slip of paper in it. Ponder these words and consider that next time you are talking to somebody and you're really not sure what they're thinking. Because chances are, they're not. Well, this impromptu diced and sliced and spliced episode of The Lip has now come to a close. I hope you enjoyed it. My name is Phil, and you have just listened to The Lip.